When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Day Today. It's the weekly recap. I guess not even a recap. Uh, well, a recap and a look ahead. Let's call it that to the injuries that are going to affect your betting lines this coming weekend. Week six coming up in the NFL. My name is Chris Abbott. I'm your host. I'm joined as always by TA from Clev Analytics. And let's get right into it. Just when you thought you were done with that Thursday nighter from last week, the first two teams on your list that you want to talk about when it comes to injuries affecting their games this week are the Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, that game was pretty brutal. Uh, there were some injuries coming in that we talked about last week, but the, both those teams, especially Denver, uh, really suffered some major injuries. Um, their offensive line took a hit um, with the loss of uh, Garrett Bowles, who was placed on IR. They uh, they had already lost uh, Quinn Manures, who was a, um, a rotational guard for them. So uh, Garrett Bowles is one of the better left tackles in the game. So that, that is definitely a, a loss. Um, Kelvin Anderson, a, uh, essentially a journeyman, um, is backing him up. He played okay last year, but still a, a big drop off from, from what Bowles brought. So, um, so, th- so that will be an issue. And then defensively, we, we knew that they were missing Randy Gregory going into the game, but they also lost his replacement, Baron Browning, who, if you watch that game, he was all over the place. He was attacking Matt Ryan left and right off the edge. So he's uh, he's day to day hurt his wrist. So they're going to need him to come back because then their pass rush really suffers without without both of those guys. And Josie Jewell is a starting linebacker. He's week to week after uh, sustaining a, a sprained knee. Uh, they lost quarterback Ronald Darby, who was placed on IR. So, you know, a handful of guys on that defensive side that really um, are, um, you know, in in kind of totality uh, going to drop and hurt this team overall. I mean, it, it is a solid defense, but once you start losing those pieces, that really is going to hurt things. They do. I just saw that Justin Simmons are starting safety. One of the more underrated players in the NFL on defense. He was um, just uh, brought off of, of IR. So he's going to begin practicing. We'll see if he can play this week, but at least, you know, he, he will have a shot. So um, the, the, the Broncos definitely took a hit. We obviously knew about Javante Williams on, on offense as well. So, you know, a team that is, uh, that was struggling that, that had a bad loss last week, uh, could be in for, you know, a little bit more pain here, uh, this week against the chargers. And then, yeah, the, the Colts, obviously Jonathan Taylor is a question mark. He missed last week. So did Shaq, Shaq Leonard, we'll see if either one of those guys can go, um, you know, I'm not sure about their status. We haven't seen a, the, the the report yet for this week, but those two guys are obviously highly important. Then, you know, Quiddy Pay, their second second year man out of Michigan, defensive end, he he, had, he suffered a high ankle sprain in that Thursday night game. So a couple of defenders there, especially with the pass rush. And we know um, DeForest Buckner is is dealing with some issues. Uh, he played um, with uh, with some injuries, and I know he's got multiple injuries to uh, the different parts of the body. So he's questionable as well. Uh, Taekwon Lewis, a defensive tackle, was out last week. He's questionable. So we've got four or five guys here on defense 
that could be could be lost for the Colts. And then offense, their starting center, Ryan Kelly, uh, suffered a hip injury. He left the game uh, against Denver, and he's questionable. Naheem Hines, if you saw, got knocked out you know, on the first drive. Uh, and he's obviously the replacement for it for Jonathan Taylor. So tons of guys that are, that are questionable for this Colts team going to be hosting the Jags, a big uh, uh, in division game. You know, if they can win that game, as bad as the season has started, you know, they'll have three wins and, and be in decent shape in a bad division. So clearly a, a big spot for them, but yeah, those, that, that Thursday night game was brutal to watch on TV and then obviously brutal for the players on the field. Man. And you listed off all those guys with the Colts that are out, and yet they're still a two-point favorite. It's coming down a little bit. Uh, and the Jacksonville Jaguars were seven-point favorites on the weekend. Uh, man, the Houston Texans get absolutely no respect. Um, and then you've got on the other side, you've got the Denver Broncos, five-and-a-half-point dogs right now as we look at it on Monday night. So that game's almost a week away, and you've got a guy in Brandon Staley who is – I'm just convinced getting paid to lose games now, or at least trying to lose them. I couldn't believe that call at the end, uh, uh, not to punt. Um, man, oh man, oh man. We trust our defense, he said, uh, and then put him in a terrible position. But anyhow, uh, so be it. We'll watch those lines. We'll talk about them more on Edge Rush tomorrow when the Hitman joins our roundtable. By the way, I should mention, you, you did mention that line, that look ahead for the Broncos and Chargers, I think was four. So it has it did move right off the bat. So And that was definitely you know, cluster injury um, induced. So uh, we'll see, uh, be interesting to see how it settles, but there was clearly the the injuries were a big factor in that line moving off the, uh, off the look ahead. Last week on this show, we touched on the injury situation in Miami. We talked about it on edge rush. I convinced myself to take the dolphins. And then the first play of the game, uh, they lose their quarterback and we're down to some guy that I've never even heard of. He looked like a youth pastor or something out there running around. So um, <laughs> you've got Miami this weekend. Uh, no easy task. They're home underdogs to the Minnesota Vikings, who uh, I have a Super Bowl future on, by the way, just in case they find a way to figure that out. Um, tough week again for the Dolphins. Yeah. And, and so you mentioned the backup. So Teddy Bridgewater was out in the first play. And then uh, Skylar Thompson was a rookie out of uh, Kansas State who actually had a he was awesome in preseason. He was uh, a guy that that some of the you know some of the analytical uh, guys out there that that do this for for a living um, really liked his potential. Um, he, he scored really high, highly with some metrics. He was just a much older, it's a much older draftee. That's why he was drafted so low. But he does have some skills. He didn't play well last week in, in relief. Came in in a tough spot. Finished with a negative two point uh, or negative point two four four EPA per dropback, which was. Uh, um, worse than the NFL last week. So uh, obviously struggled at five yards per attempt, you know, t- again, tough position on the road uh, in a situation like that, but we'll see what happens. I, you know, I have no idea who's going to start this week. Uh, the line is sitting a Minnesota minus three the last time I saw it. So that would suggest to me that I'm not even sure the bookmakers know, because if put it this way, if Skylar Thompson is going to start, I think Minnesota will, uh, will uh, close over a field goal. But if Teddy Bridgewater or even Tuas, you know, ends up playing, uh, obviously Miami will, will probably be the favorite here. So I think that the three is just kind of a, a happy medium between the two uh, probabilities. But uh, again, we'll uh, we'll definitely have to sit and wait and see how conservative you know this team will be with the concussion issues with with both uh, Bridgewater and Tua. But that that's definitely one to monitor. And then, you know, defensively, they, they were missing Xavier Howard last week. I think I brought this up on the show that, you know, their defense has really struggled, especially against the pass. 
and especially when you have a, uh, a defense that relies on you know, a lot of blitzing. They're one of the most blitz-heavy defenses in the NFL. You need those cornerbacks on an island. They're already missing Byron Jones before the season. He's not coming back yet. They, uh, they, they lost uh, Xavier Howard uh, uh, the prior week. He did not play last week. We'll see if he plays this week. Um, the Jets were able to score on them. So uh, definitely a, a key factor when you're going up against Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So those are two big injuries between obviously the quarterback situation and Xavier Howard. And then, you know, Tyreek Hill uh, was, was hobbled going into the game. And so uh, I saw a note that he, he left um, or after the game, he was seen in the locker room with a walking boot. So, you know, who knows what happens there. He'll probably play, but you know, clearly not a hundred percent. So Miami's dealing with, uh, with some issues here. So um, I think uh, the, uh, uh, th- that is definitely a situation to monitor. You were bang on in that Miami defense. So every Sunday morning, I go back and listen to edge rush when I'm trying to figure out my last minute bets and something that you kind of just threw in there. You're like, yeah, I think I like the Jets team total. And I didn't take it. And man, I wish I did because man, they doubled their team total. It was, uh, you, you were bang on with that one. So definitely something else to keep in mind when we're talking about the Dolphins this week. Now here's a game that when I look at it at first, I'm thinking over already. And that's the Cincinnati Bengals and the New Orleans Saints. Again, there's some skill position injuries on the New Orleans side of the ball. Will that slow down the offense here? Yeah, so we had thought that, you know, Michael Thomas, did he missed last week. You know, Jarvis Landry was questionable. He had played the prior week uh, in London. So you would have thought that maybe he'd be good to go. But he missed, um, you know, he was declared out uh, kind of last minute on that Saturday before the game. So that was a surprise and then Chris Olave, uh, a really, really nice-looking rookie out of Ohio State, had a great start of the season. He, he caught a touchdown pass and essentially got knocked out in doing so, uh, uh, hit his head um, as he hit the ground. They did call it a touchdown, but he left the game with a concussion. So we'll see what happens with, with the wide receiving core. I think Michael Thomas is due to come back. They need at least one of those guys. You know, they've got some ancillary receivers who are okay, Marquez Callaway and, and Traquan Smith, if need be. But you'd like to have one or maybe two of those guys play, uh, especially against uh, a good defense like the Bengals. So that's obviously one to keep an eye on. And then Jameis Winston, you know, I'm not even sure if the the, the Saints really miss him. I, I talked about a couple of weeks ago how I didn't think there was really a drop-off going from Jameis to, to Andy Dalton just because, you know, Jameis has been turning it over uh, like crazy. Um, has the worst EPA per drop back in the NFL when you include turnovers this season. So going to Andy Dalton, a guy who's a veteran who, you know, if you put a good line around him and you put some good weapons around him, he can at least, you know, not hurt you. And so that's what he's done. And then they've mixed in Taysom Hill, who was just amazing last week against, you know, probably the worst defense in the NFL in, in the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, his EPA per play was a 0.950. And put that in perspective, Josh Allen, as good as he was, um, you know, uh, this, you know, as good as he is a season, it was a 0.371. So he just uh, scoring three touchdowns on the ground and then, you know, throwing one uh, is just, um, you know, one of the better performances you'll see. And, and he brings to this offense a nice mix uh, between, uh, you know, Dalton throwing the ball and then, you know, mixing in the short yardage here with Taysom Hill. So should be a really good game. But if the, if the Saints get all of their weapons back, you know, you could see them um, take some money here and maybe end up closing the favorite. Uh, but as of now, it looks like Cincinnati's taking a little bit early money and, and they're a tiny favorite. So, um, you know, uh, definitely the, the offense for the Saints um, needs as many weapons as possible. 
total is creeping up in that game. It's touching 44 at some places now. And yeah, I used to get a little bit perturbed watching the way Sean Payton absolutely loved Taysom Hill. And I thought maybe overused him at times. I thought the the use of him uh, was obviously perfect this week and, and he just dominated in that role. Okay, I was watching the Niners game because uh, I had them as a, a teaser leg, uh, again, thanks to you and the Hitman. Um, they got the job done, um, but an interesting situation now. They've got some injuries. They're going into Atlanta to play the uh, undefeated against the spread still Falcons. Yeah, I mean, the, the Niners have been the most impressive defense in the NFL by, by a, a wide margin. They just um, are just overwhelming teams. Uh, but they they suffered a handful of injuries to that defense that are really going to affect things. So Nick Bosa, right off the top, you know, he hurt his groin. Um, that's something that he hurt in uh, in college at Ohio State, and they shut him down uh, before he was drafted. So uh, take a. I'm not sure if you can you know you want to rush back a, a strained groin. That that's something that could linger here. So you know I, I would be. I would be surprised if he played this week, but again, I don't have any inside info on that, but that's obviously a huge loss. He's been fantastic this year. On top of that, Eric Armstead has been uh, battling some injuries the last couple of weeks. He missed last week's game. So we'll see what happens there. Javon Kinlaw, uh, defensive tackle, young defensive tackle, who's been playing a lot better this season. He missed last week's game and was questionable. So you got three, four. So that defensive line that may or may not play this week, uh, that's obviously going to, going to be a big factor. And then in the secondary, Emmanuel Mosley, their starting cornerback, he suffered a torn ACL. He's out for the season. Jimmy Ward, their veteran cornerback, he's got a broken left hand. Uh, We'll see if he can play. So uh, you're talking about five, essentially five defensive players uh, who could be out, including, you know, their best defensive player, Nick Bosa. Uh, I know they got a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, that's hard to replace all of those guys. And, you know, the Niners historically have, have gotten into some bad luck with the injuries they almost always, every single season, suffer a bunch of injuries like this. So it's happening again, unfortunately, for them. Um, so, you know, when, when you see that uh, game against Atlanta go off, may not be the same type of level of defense that you saw uh, in prior weeks. So definitely um, keep an eye on what happens on that defensive front. If they can at least get Armstead and Kinlaw back, that will help soften the blow a little bit. But if all three of those guys, along with Bosa, are out, that's it's going to really hurt their uh, uh, defensive pressure situation. And it's a team that doesn't like the blitz because they've got so much ability to pressure the quarterback off the edge uh, with a defensive line, but may have to change their strategy with uh, some of those injuries. Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts uh, not involved that much in, <laughs> at all in the uh, cover for the Falcons this last week. So uh, interesting to see um, what their offense looks like in this game too. Okay, last one for you. It's the Sunday nighter. It's the Dallas Cowboys once again as an underdog. Cooper Rush talking about guys who, who aren't getting the respect that they deserve. Uh, a little bit from Cowboy Nation. But they're running up against the Philadelphia Eagles in this massive NFC East showdown. Uh, what do we expect here? Uh, I know Philly's got some some injuries on the O line, and that's that's been something for them for the last couple of years is protecting Jalen Hurts. Yeah, this is obviously when you're going up against this Dallas front, which has been awesome this year. It's just wrecking havoc, especially with um, Michael Parsons off the edge. You need all the offensive line you can uh, uh, help you can get, and so Jordan Mayada, Mayada, their their starting left tackle, missed last week's game. Uh, he was questionable. I, I think they held him out just as a precautionary, but they're holding him out because of this game. So, you know, I would expect him to be back, but you never know with these injuries during the game, they lost Jason Kelsey, their starting center. 
who had an ankle sprain. He did come back, but um, you know, he's obviously hobbled. And then Landon Dickerson, uh, their, their guard, uh, he uh, hurt his leg as well during the game and came back. So both guys are definitely hobbled, but um, you know, we're at least able to finish, but you're talking about depth along this line. And even at, you know, guys that are not uh, near hundred percent, it's really going to be an issue against this, this cowboy front, but at least if they could get uh, my back at left tackle, that'll definitely help things, but you know, keep an eye on some of those uh, offensive line concerns, because when you match up against this, this Cowboys defense, uh, that's obviously, uh, uh, you know, front and center. Sorry, I said that was going to be the last one, but I forgot one. And, and obviously, it's kind of easy to forget the Carolina Panthers right now. Matt Rule, not going to forget him because he's on permanent vacation for however long now. Uh, that's a great deal if you can get it. Um, but Matt Baker Mayfield, this guy, uh, so much promise and, and it just hasn't gone well. And right now, the Panthers, 10 and a half point dogs going to play the Rams, who've, who've got their own issues. Uh, man, is it a lost season for the Panthers already? Yeah, and so wanted to discuss uh, Baker. Obviously, is out uh, with an with an ankle injury, and PJ Walker is going to start this week. You know, PJ Walker. Just to, again, we want to talk about on the show the impact to the to the spread. So Baker's been awful this year. He's um, uh, essentially, if you exclude Skylar Thompson, he's dead last in EPA per dropback at minus 0.235, which, you know, put that in perspective, that's on a per dropback basis. If you drop back 30 times in a game, you know, you're talking about seven points lost um, versus an average quarterback, right? And so, um, you know, that's obviously uh, not good, right? He's been terrible. A bunch of balls knocked down. He had a pick six last week against the Niners. Uh, PJ Walker in his career has not been good. He's actually dead last amongst all quarterbacks uh, with at least uh, 80 dropbacks in EPA uh, since 2020 at minus 0.3, which again, uh, if you just use a generic 30 dropbacks, it's nine points lost due to the quarterback per game. Um, and uh, he started twice, which is funny. So his, his numbers are bad. He started twice, and he's actually 2-0 and as a starter. He started last year against Arizona in, in, uh, um, in Arizona in relief. I think they were 11 or 12-point underdogs. I had actually had Carolina in that game, and they won pretty easily. But it was more about um, you know Christian McCaffrey in that game. So he's 2-0 and as a starter, but his numbers are pretty bad. Um, so I would say if you, if you compare his EPA uh, per dropback in his career versus what Baker Mayfield is putting on the field uh, right now, uh, you're talking about essentially a two-point difference between what Baker's done and what P.J. Walker's done in his career. So the market, um, you know, the, the line was about nine and a half on the look ahead. Uh, it's reopened. It reopened and went up to 11 and a half after the news came out. And now it's sitting at 10 and a half. So you're talking about a one to two point adjustment here. Uh, based on a look ahead, which I think is about right based on, you know, what Baker has done in his career and what, uh, or in this season and what PJ Walker has shown in his career. So uh, pretty interesting. I think the market is about, um, is about right from a, you know, a value standpoint. But again, as we've talked about, I feel like it's a broken record when these, these quarterbacks that, you know, are backups that make the first start, the market typically overreacts. And we we see a lot of times that, that these teams rally around the, the backup. So uh, be careful if you're just going to lay the number with the Rams, assuming that, um, you know, the, these these teams are going to fold with a backup quarterback. It, it's, you know, lately they've been covering a lot. So um, and we've seen it with Bailey Zappi, for example, uh, just last week. So, um, you know, be careful. 
Odell sitting between 40 and 41 in that game as well. So uh, not a lot of offense expected either way. So that's a quick rundown, guys, today on day-to-day. You've got the Denver injuries, the Colts injuries to think about. Most people are staying away from them anyway. You've got the Dolphins quarterback situation, along with their defense and Tyree Kill to consider this week. Jameis Winston, is that a big loss for the Saints? Obviously, the wide receivers are. Defense for the Niners, offensive line for the Eagles, and the P.J. Walker replacement for Carolina. We'll touch on all these games and more tomorrow on Edge Rush. TA, thank you so much for this today, and hopefully some people are able to take advantage with these early week news. I'm Chris Abbott. He's TA. This has been Day Today. Check out more on the Hammer Betting Network at the Hammer HQ on Twitter. He's at ClevTA on Twitter. I am at Real Chris Abbott on Twitter. And we'll see you tomorrow with the Hitman for Edge Rush.